Hello, welcome everyone to what I'm calling Let's Talk About It, uh, completely ripped off from the MGK song that isn't very good, but it's, it's a good course, <laughs> right? That Let's Talk About It thing, it's very catchy. Uh, I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined by my pal, everyone knows him from Grapsody uh, on Fightful, youtube.com slash Fightful, noon, noon Easterns mm -hmm. on Saturdays, also Bleacher Report, also a million other places. Phil Lindsay, Phil, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, man? I appreciate you uh, you joining me. So you wrote a column on on Bleacher Report just discussing the Sasha and Naomi situation. And as everyone I'm sure knows by now, they walked out last Monday. It seemed like it may have happened before the show and not even during the show. Like uh, was kind of originally said. It's been reported that yeah, they were they were actually gone before the show even started. Uh, they walked out. Uh, the fallout and all of this was that they got suspended on Friday. It was announced they were suspended indefinitely. Their merchandise got pulled. They got taken out of the signature open. And, and Phil wrote a column on Bleacher Report just discussing the fallout from everything and how Sasha and Naomi, how much they, how much value they have to the company uh, and how much value not only do they have currently, but how much they could have if the company just saw more in them. Uh, I sent out a tweet that got a bunch of engagement because people are just crazy on Twitter. And I sent this out because <laughs> Dave Meltzer reported that Sasha was unhappy that basically Ronda Rousey came back and took Sasha's spot. Sasha was told that she was supposed to be in the WrestleMania match against Charlotte. They didn't know Ronda was coming back at this point. Ronda came back and Ronda got that spot. I tweeted that like, Sasha's star power is underestimated and Ronda's star power is overestimated. And based on that tweet and the Phil's column, I wanted to have Phil on here to talk about this. So Phil, I'm just going to lead this off by saying once again, just coming to the conclusion that I don't think WWE knows what they actually have in Sasha Banks. And I think that is crazy because Star Wars, look, she's in Star Wars. Everyone knows that multiple appearances on on various things you you mentioned it in in your column she's on coldest balls with kevin hart she's been on like hot 97 and everything like she has done a lot of crossover stuff they don't promote that well enough in the first place but just in the realm of wwe and her presence i don't think they understand what they have with her i absolutely don't think they understand what they have in her and i mean that goes all the way back to when mandalorian was on the air um I didn't feel like they talked about it nearly enough on their programming. Um, it was just kind of like she did it. They mentioned it maybe once and that was it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's weird. And even if you lay out the timeline with all of the Ronda stuff, because even before Meltzer reported that, I kind of guessed she was supposed to have the Mania match. Because even if you go all the way back to that title exchange thing, she was in the ring. Um, yeah. And it was clearly seeming like they were leading to a match with Charlotte. Even if you go past that, if you go back to way before she was champion a year ago and Charlotte was like, yeah, that's the Sasha I want to see. I don't want to see you running from a fight and ducking and hiding behind Bailey. So they've been leading to this match for a long time. Um, and then they just didn't do it. <laughs> um, it seemed like Sasha had the most buzz coming in a, into Royal Rumble, um, at least from my point of view. Um, didn't even have a long spot in the Rumble, and she was the most talked about person in the Rumble. Just coming in, dressed as Sailor Moon, and doing a split. Um, more people cared about that, in my opinion, than the Ronda stuff. Uh, and look, I don't want to make this to be, you know, my personal opinion of Ronda as a wrestler and a person are over here. That has nothing to do with my opinion on this. I just feel like right now, Ronda's comeback has not had any of the interest or buzz that it had when she came in 2018. She's not the same wrestler anymore. I just don't feel like the same mystique is there. And I feel like they're overestimating how much people want to see Ronda Rousey. I, I will give WWE a little bit uh, to play devil's advocate when it comes to the rumble. Yes. Sasha had a lot of buzz going into the rumble. There were she, she got injured and the talk was like, she was probably going to miss rumble. So when she was right. even announced for rumble, it was pretty, uh, pretty surprising. She wasn't in there long. People were not happy that she wasn't in there very long. Then she didn't wrestle for a month after that. I'm don't know anything for certain. If she was like actually hurt and just wanted to do the rumble for the sake of doing the rumble, then I can understand why she only had a short appearance. But to to counter that, 
it was very clear they were setting her up for the Mania match. Like you said, going back to her interrupting the, the title switch and her having that buzz going into the Rumble. So I'm not going to like fully, fully blame them. Like, oh, this is why she had a, a short appearance in the Rumble. It could have been an injury thing. But they definitely positioned her going into the Rumble as the challenger at WrestleMania. And then they got Ronda back and then it changed to to go off what you said about Ronda Rousey and to further clarify my tweet, because Twitter is not the place to argue with a bunch of people and to have an actual discourse. When it comes to star power, people wanted to tell me like, oh, Ronda, biggest draw in MMA, like this crossover appeal, and blah, blah, blah. That was five years ago. All right. I, I take nothing away from what she did in MMA. She is 100 percent one of the top draws in MMA history absolutely she she was a pioneer when it comes to women's mma and mma in general can't take that away from her after she lost to nunez she came to wwe when she came to wwe she had good buzz on that too i thought her first run was good i thought it was a good first run and you know she she did good things with the title and helped uh get the company to a higher level then she went away she was gone for three years mind you three years she didn't really do anything in those three years but piss people off online with her conspiracy theories and whatnot she it's not like she was in these big hollywood projects she was in the the fast and furious movie where she didn't say two words because she's not a very good actress and (laughs) she's not what do you want me to say she's not a good actress all right if she had like any type of if she had any type of like hollywood buzz or anything they would have been knocking down her door to get her in this stuff after she was done with MMA. but she just was not good i think she was in like the entourage movie as well this might have been during her time in it she's just not yeah. she's not good like we see it every week when she's out there reading these scripted lines she's not that good when it comes to this stuff i think she's very good when she can just like put people on blast and things like that but if you want her to do like scripts and stuff she's she doesn't look very natural and comfortable with it and that's why she didn't have like a ton of these like offers in her three years away she didn't she was not in the spotlight during those three years and she came back and no one really cared. And this is where I say they completely overestimated how much she actually meant when she came back. She didn't move any type of ratings or anything. They didn't pop up or anything. The buy rate, I mean, we don't know buy rates anymore, but WrestleMania, there was no extra WrestleMania buzz because like, oh, Ronda and Charlotte. Like, people didn't care to, to see this match. And yeah. when it comes to underestimating Sasha's star power is she has it in spades. They just don't do anything with it. Because Sasha has all of these crossover opportunities that they do not put on a pedestal like they 100% would have if it was somebody like Ronda Rousey. And that's where I just don't get it. You have this ready-made star who you helped create. Like Sasha Banks is is synonymous with with WWE. There is no, she got, she got some of these opportunities because not because of WWE, but like hot ones or Mandalorian came about because she was on hot ones but she needed wwe to get some of these appearances and everything you would think they want to boost that but for some reason they just decided not to boost that and i do not understand that at all yeah i mean if you follow the same timeline like you said when she went away after wrestlemania 35 um you're right she just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth it's not like she was doing anything outside of wwe to keep her buzz going up it wasn't like she continued to uh go up in any way but in comparison uh sasha's star power continued to rise over those three years um she did mandalorian um she came back and then had one of the best wrestlemania main events of the last decade in my opinion um got the SB award um all this time while Ronda's away during the pandemic, I said this online as well. She was a draw during the pandemic when Roman and Ronda were gone. And so to do all of that and to prove yourself and, and then get to Royal Rumble this year and they go, okay, well, Ronda's back. So we're going with Ronda. It kind of felt like the Biggie thing all over again, where Biggie had proven himself and he had gone and done all this mainstream stuff. And then the second they were like, all right, well, Here's Brock, so we don't we're gonna move on from you. And it kind of felt like the same thing. And I mean to a lesser degree, it kind of felt like when Bianca was on top and then Becky came back and they were like, All right, well, Becky's back, so we're gonna put the title on Becky. And it just feels like they do this a lot with black wrestlers, where it's like, All right, this is great for now, but when the person we consider really a star is here, then we're gonna put the, that person in your spot. I want to get into the Biggie stuff here here momentarily because I people who 
listened to me for a long time know how much I advocated for Biggie and just how much they missed the boat on that. Again, I will play devil's advocate when it comes to Bianca. I don't know if the plan was always, hey, lose at SummerSlam, get it back at WrestleMania. I don't know if that was the full plan. It probably wasn't. They might have lucked into it. I will say at least they paid it forward and they gave Bianca the title back at oh, WrestleMania. Sure. And I just I just read an interview with Bianca where she praises Becky for just how well she did that entire feud. And then, of course, their, their match and everything. But I, I completely agree with you in that, like, oh, this person's back. We have to set this person aside. Um, and a lot of times in these instances, it is this white person's back. We have to set our black champion aside. And whether that's intentional or not, it's terrible optics. And that's just how WWE is. Yeah. Even if it's not intentional, I just think it, it sets this precedent where I feel like there's levels to stardom to WWE. Yeah. And, and to them, Ronda Rousey is up here. Sasha's down here. Um, to them, Bianca is here. Becky Lynch is up here. And hey, that's fair if they are looking at certain metrics to come up with that. But in my opinion, with the Sasha stuff in particular, um, like I said, she had built herself into a bigger star, not just in our circle as wrestling fans, but as an entertainer over the last three years. And to come into WrestleMania and go, okay, well, let's run this match. I just feel like that was a miscalculation. And even if that's the case, I can forgive that. That's not even my biggest issue with all of this. If you decide, all right, well, what do you want to do at WrestleMania? Okay, I want to be tag champions. All right. We're going to make you tag champions. You had the moment. You got your quote-unquote historic moment um, by making them the first black women's uh, tag champions. And then after that, you were ready to do the same thing again. Oh, hey, listen, I know you put Ronda over at WrestleMania, at Royal Rumble 2019, but, hey, we need a, we need you to do a solid again, even though we gave her your match. <laughs> How about you lose to her at Hell in a Cell? And if that's part of why she walked away... I would have felt the same way. I'd have been looking like, no, I do not need to lose to her. She needs to lose to me. I am the bigger star right now. Why am I losing to her? Especially if I'm a champion. I mean, this is just bad booking in general. Let's just, let's kind of just take Ronda Rousey out of the equation when it comes to this. Um, even though I realize that is like a big crux of Sasha's potential argument here, but just like taking your women's tag team champions and be like, Hey, let's do singles matches where you put over your singles uh, champions. That's just terrible booking. All right. Then you throw in the Ronda Rousey aspect of it and how Sasha could feel if all these reports are true, then I, I, completely understand her argument even more but again take that away and if i'm the women's tag team champions if i'm sasha and naomi and i we know how much sasha loves the tag team division her and bailey uh fought to get these titles and they got them and then they just create moments with these titles like they do with seemingly every other title and they they created their moment at wrestlemania with sasha and naomi they lost a bunch of singles matches on TV to, to Shayna and Natalia. They finally beat them in the tag match. They haven't really like done anything substantial with the titles. Yeah. They the feud with who Rhea and, and uh Liv before they split. I'm sure Natalia and Shayna will split. Well, not now because they have to do a tournament. Uh probably they were headed that way. But like if you you're fighting for these tag team titles, you want to do something with the tag team titles. Why are we doing singles matches when we're the tag champs putting over the singles champs? It, it makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't matter who the champions are or, or what the uh, reported backstage issues are in this instance. It's just stupid booking. Uh, and like, I understand their argument from there. Um, when it comes to like, when it comes to that argument, again, I get where Sasha is coming from. It can't, star power, man. You, you said it. She has done so much just outside uh, in the past three years when Ronda was away, just carrying everything. And she should be on a much bigger level than she is. I We we do these drafts all the time. And when it comes down to like the women, I think Sasha is the best women's wrestler in the United States. I, I don't watch enough Joshi to, to make any type of comparison there. I think she's the best women's wrestler in the United States. I think when it comes to star power and just presence, she has that in absolute space. She's got connections to Snoop Dogg and everything like <laughs> use this stuff like she did yeah. the first pitch at the at the red sox game like it's right there in front of you and i just oh. do not understand how they're like oh no we're not gonna we're not gonna go with this person i don't get it i will never get it i mean even if you look at it now in hindsight and you look at everything she's done since wrestlemania because i said this on grapsity and i said that in an article as well 
since WrestleMania, she has done all of this stuff outside of the company. She's done all these interviews, and everywhere she's going, she's holding that tag belt. And the first time she did it, um, I think the first thing she did was uh, snacked after WrestleMania. And I was sitting there looking at it. I was like, she should be champion. And I mean, it's cool that they're tag champions, but she should be SmackDown Women's Champion. Um, I was sitting there looking at the interview thinking that. And everything she's done since then, she should be going everywhere with that championship across her shoulder. When she pitched, when she threw out the pitch at the Red Sox game, I was thinking the same thing. Why is she not champion? I, I'm with you. Naomi, Naomi is, unfortunately, because Sasha is such a big star and does have this star presence, people just kind of forget about Naomi. I'll never forget when she returned at Royal Rumble. And I believe it was Kiki Palmer. Didn't she tweet? Like on Naomi's return of like, who is this person? She's amazing. I need to play her in a movie and everything. Like Naomi got one of the biggest reactions at this rumble. And then it looked like they were setting her up for the singles match with Bailey at at WrestleMania. And then they just turned that into the multi-women nonsense that, that it ended up being. But Naomi is someone who has been vastly underutilized based on the popularity and the buzz that at least I see online and the reactions that she gets in the arena i and i I will will state this i'm not like the the biggest naomi fan in the world um compared to especially compared to like somebody like like sasha banks or anything but there's no denying the reaction that she gets when it comes to the fans and online there's no denying the connection she has with, with all of that and if that's what you're you know you listen to your audience you can't not hear that and be like okay instead we're gonna just make nikki ash into a superhero and push her and let's do that instead of pushing naomi that makes no sense to me absolutely no sense and you're right i feel like they i've I've said for at least four years in a row that they leave tons of money on the table every year with naomi because i don't even feel like she has merch like i feel like for a long time she didn't even have her own merch and there are people that would go out and buy it she has a very vocal and passionate fan base online not even a matter of them not making her champion or giving her certain things that they don't give her give to other wrestlers. They wouldn't even give her storylines for a long time. Like the first real storyline she got was the Sonya thing. And she's been there for what, uh, 12 years? That's crazy. And I mean, I feel like she, they've been promising her a singles run for a minute. I can't confirm that, but it just seems like they've been, you know, doing this on and off thing with her heating her up for something and then cooling her, heating her up again for something and then cooling her again. I mean, I thought it was crazy that before Ronda came back as well, they kept going with the Sonya stuff and it seemed like that was leading to something else. And then the second Ronda was back, it was like, all right, here, do this tag match with Ronda to help Ronda be more likable. And again, it's the same thing I said with Sasha. It's like, all right, everybody has to do everything in service of helping get Ronda over. And where's the payoff for that? We did that last time on her first run where everybody had to lose to Ronda. Everybody had to do all this for Ronda leading up to Evolution. And then when she was gone, it was like, all right, well, we can't do Evolution until she comes back, guys. We can't give you this until she comes back. It's like, well, what are you supposed to think if you're not Ronda? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, that That's a great point of a lot of it is just to serve Ronda Rousey, who, look... I don't know how long she's going to be there. I assume through Mania. She's not a long-term play. Everyone praised her during her first run. She worked hard. She did live events. She's doing similar things here. I know she's at least doing live events in the summer and everything. It seems like Ronda is putting in the work, at least during her first run. This one, this run hasn't done anything for me i i think it's been borderline offensive at, at points with, with how bad the matches aren't good the promos aren't good like they, she's trying to be likable and she's just in general not the most endearing person in the no. world it just it just hasn't been good and this is where i say they overestimate like how much ronda rousey means she might mean something elsewhere but in the world of WWE, where she already had a run we saw it. We got it. Cool. She went away for three years. She doesn't mean anything at this point. And so, okay, let's use our full-time talent to put over this part-time talent. This is a big issue WWE has in general when it comes to a lot of different people. But in this case, you know, when it comes to, to Ronda Rousey, when it seems like this run certainly is not hitting the way the first run does, I don't bl- I don't blame Sasha in particular and, and also by extension Naomi. Like, I don't blame them for being like, nah, fuck this. Like, we're, 
we're not we're not we don't need to service her like everybody can win that's the other thing wwe doesn't seem to understand a lot is that like everybody can win this is not let's pit each other again let's pit everyone against each other like they like to do like the entire company can win here you can push all of these people i mean look at it this way they took them out of the division that ronda was in and they still were like no you still need to lose ronda I'm not even in the right, in the division with her anymore. Why do I need to lose to her? <laughs> that doesn't make it, sense. I'm in the tag. I'm in the tag division, and I am a champion. Why do I still need to come back and do you this favor for Ronda? A lot of stuff they do doesn't make sense. Um, look, I'm on Team Sasha and Naomi. I definitely thought the the statement they put out was bullshit. The the suspension definitely removing their merchandise, removing removing them from the the signature open and everything. They it's going to drag out. I don't know what happens. My my guess is that it just all gets resolved because that's what always seems to happen. But I but I hope Sasha and Naomi I hope this leads to actual change in in something. Just because we see this situation so many times and it seems like it's just, okay, they walked out business as usual moving on. And Sasha is somebody who walks into a movie set tomorrow and is like, what do y'all got for me? And she's got 50 scripts being tossed at her. Like here we, you can do this, this, and this. I, I'm sure you've seen the TMZ story. She's out hanging with Snoop Dogg at a Steve Aoki and Steve Aoki at some concert. And it's like, I'm good. Like life is good for me. Like she doesn't need this wrestling stuff. And, and WWE, they can just move on with Sasha Banks too, or without Sasha Banks as well, which I do think is part of the problem is just everyone's just a spoke in the wheel uh, with the WWE system. But the fact that they could not see what was in front of them with Sasha Banks, that she's just doing this stuff and is happy and is fine with it, it is a bigger issue when it comes to, to WWE. And that's going to lead me into the Big E argument. And again, a lot of people who have listened to me talk for a long time know how much I believed in Biggie and how I would have made the Biggie the guy a long time ago. He finally got the title. He's doing boxing events. He's on ESPN College Game Day. He's on Hot 97. He's on uh what, what's the the morning show that they do? I apologize. I, I forget the name of it. Um well he was on Hot 97 and he was on Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. That's that's the that's the uh show I was talking about. Sorry. Um yeah he's doing all these appearances. He's got he's a WWE champion he's bringing the title everywhere with him and his push sucked. They did nothing with him on television. They had him lose the Brock the first chance they get. It's like, how do you not see what you have with this person? What is, what's wrong with them, Phil? I don't get it. I, I think in terms of WWE guys being present, I, I feel like he was the most present WWE champion that we've had in a long time. That was the most we've seen the WWE championship other places in a long time probably the last champion i can think of that was doing that was probably man you had to go back some ways probably cena but like yeah but i mean even roman roman just started getting stuff again where he's going elsewhere but he wasn't present like like big e was big e for a moment he was outside he was everywhere um, and that was the same thing with the Sasha stuff. She was outside. And that's why I was looking around like, what is going on here? If you got somebody that is a great brand ambassador like this for you and these two people, why aren't you full speed ahead with this? Like, this should be what you want for your company, right? That This brings in the casual fans that people continually chase, right? Because um, I guarantee you, Rhonda is not going to bring in the casual fans that you think she's going to bring in. Um, she hasn't done we, anything. She hasn't brought in anybody. Um, we've we've been going back and forth with this for a while. People going, oh, well, because I've seen people say this thing where more people know who Ronda Rousey is than Sasha Banks. And that's probably true. But how many of those people are going to tune into wrestling to watch her? Because if, if you're an MMA fan and you followed her MMA run, I guarantee most of those people aren't going to go, hey, well, I watched her lose two legitimate fights. Hey, let me go watch her do this choreographed thing in WWE. I, I don't think that's gonna happen. And maybe that's just me, but I just don't see it. That that was a big topic in my mentions of like, oh, I can ask 10 people, Louis Dangor, we'll dunk on him because he, he's a coward and deleted the tweet. He's like, I, I can ask 10 people. <laughs> Louis. 
I can ask 10 people who Ronda Rousey is versus Sasha Banks, and they're all going to know Ronda, and maybe only a couple are going to know Sasha Banks. People are like, oh, my mom knows who Ronda Rousey is, but they, she doesn't know Sasha Banks. Like, great. I'm sure I can go down the street and ask my neighbors, hey, do you know Ronda Rousey? They'll probably say yes. Hey, do you know Sasha Banks? They, they might say yes. They'll probably say no. They ain't tuning into WWE to watch Ronda Rousey. Just because they heard of her doesn't mean she's bringing eyeballs or attention to the product. This is, again, my argument when it comes to star power is Sasha has it. If you actually push her and put her on this pedestal, people will actually look at her and be like, oh, fuck, this person does WWE as well? She does wrestling? Maybe I will watch that. Maybe I'll actually check this out. Ronda Rousey, unfortunately, not unfortunately, she's has her built in, like she built in her credibility and her fan base or her audience, whether they like her or not. She built that in elsewhere and people know about her and they don't care about her. Sasha has the ability to not only capitalize on the current fan base, but has the ability to boost the casual fan or the fans that aren't watching elsewhere and then bring them to WWE. But get, they don't look at that. They they just they don't push that when it comes to like the Mandalorian stuff or or all these appearances and everything. And that is where my the disconnect is with star power. And it's the same thing with Big E, is I think Big E had that potential as well. You see him on college game day, you're like, this dude's awesome. Well, this dude's charismatic. He's having fun. I'll watch him on wrestling. You see him on the boxing events. I'll watch him. Not only did they not capitalize on any of that, but then you look at the run and how he was booked. It was worse than Jinder Mahal's title reign. Biggie was, was losing on television. Biggie was going to like no contests and stuff. Like it was, it was terrible. It was not a good run. It was not a good run. Jinder, Jinder wasn't losing. All right, gender was he was beating Orton, he was beating Shinsuke, like matches he should not have won. He definitely should have lost the title to Shinsuke, but they protected gender during this run. And you know, I know it was because of like the oh, they're trying to work a deal with uh India and everything. Like, I get it, but you don't have to beat your champion or treat your champion the way they did Big E. They could have done him much better as champion, and then once he lost the title, it's just like back to new day with you. Yeah. I mean, when you look at how Kofi was booked as champion, for example, um, we can get into the weeds of how they did the same thing to him. Once we get to Fox, hey, our real star is here. You got to lose to Brock. Um, the way his his reign ended was awful. But a lot of his reign was actually good because he was treated like a serious champion. He was treated like a dominant fighting champion. Um, and he got wins. He beat like some big name guys. Um, and I don't feel like he was ever given that same chance. And... It's weird because when you also look at Kofi's reign, Kofi didn't get to do any of the stuff that he did outside of the company. Um, so it's just strange. It's just strange that I feel like in E, they had a younger guy. They had a guy that has all these connections with other people. Um, he's rubbing elbows with people that want to embrace him and bring him in. And it just still feel like they just don't get it. And I feel like it's weird that they think that people still want to see Brock as champion after all this time. Like, I just think that's strange. Like Brock has had his time. Brock is great. You know, I, I'm never going to take anything away from Brock, but I, I just feel like all of the Brock reigns are the same. They are all the same. He, he beats everybody. There's no story to it. It's all the same. He beats everybody. He goes away for a few months, comes back, beats everybody again, goes away for a few months. They're all the same. I'll, I'll again play devil's advocate with this Brock reign because it was the freshest that it's been in forever because he was actually a baby face here in the Heyman storyline with Roman I thought was good. It was a fresh twist on, on things. You did not need to sacrifice Big E to do any no. of this though. You, you just didn't need to. And, and maybe Roman getting COVID uh, and missing the day one show. I don't know how much that changed things. It, apparently maybe Seth was supposed to win if that was the case, which still would have been you know, would have had Biggie losing in the end. Regardless, they didn't treat him well during his title reign. And then after the reign was over, I mean, it was just when, when it was at his end, it was at his end. He just went on, he went back to new day and then he was just going to do, you know, he was going to team with Kofi and woods to take on Sheamus and those guys at, at the pay-per-view. He was just going to be Biggie new day again. And it's like, yeah, you, you got the title. Cool. You had your run that's it the same thing they did with kofi honestly kofi's reign ended and it's like back to new day back to tag teams um, yeah and, 
even when they put him back with New Day, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like he was back because it was like he wasn't in the Titan Tron. He wasn't coming out and doing their usual intro. Um, they had him doing that four wheeler stuff, which was weird. It was like, why does he have a why does he have a like a all terrain vehicle now? Like what what is going on? Like <laughs> what's happening here? And then then the feud was built around Seamus and those guys busting up the the vehicle, and I'm like, I. What's bad what? is I have no recollection of this. Like, huh? Oh, oh, right. Okay, yes, this thing. Yeah, I don't remember what this. Uh, they've been feuding with Sheamus and those guys for really since January. I feel it's, like it's insane. I just was saying this the other day because Woods is still in this feud, and I was like, why? Why are they still feuding with these guys and the Butch stuff? I, I just don't get it. What did? What does this do for anybody involved in this feud? It hasn't helped anybody. It's it's been bad, and Big E should have been a big crossover star. Kofi dur- during his run, he did a lot of media. I do think that they and he made a lot of like at least uh, appearances when it comes to like podcasts, interviews, and everything. I remember transcribing like every Kofi quote and hearing just the the same stories over and over again. <laughs> I, they probably could have done more as far as just like big major appearances and everything. Um, but I his run it ended. Like you said, Brock came back very similar to to the Big E stuff, and I don't like how how similar those things were. It just when it comes to so I'm gonna go to to another uh, adjacent topic here, but when it comes to star power and crossover appeal of these talents, Bianca is another one, and then Hit Row, who we know released, they were another one. Swerve was at the Grammys in February. Like you don't think that WWE would have they wouldn't have done anything. They wouldn't have promoted it at all. I don't think AEW did a good enough job capitalizing on this either, but like this man's walking the red carpet at the Grammys. Like these people are, are stars. Sasha did speaking of uh, going back to Sasha. Uh, she did the intro for the college football title game. Like yep. they're, they're everywhere. They are crossover stars. They have the, the appeal to go to these major events and they're being featured in these major events, major commercials and stuff. And it's like, how do you not see this? How do you not count? You wrote about it with, with Bianca. She's working with Rihanna's line and everything. Like you don't know this unless you're plugged in and you're online. Cause they don't touch on this stuff a- at all. But, but black talent, they have this major crossover appeal that it's just not mentioned. And it's definitely not mentioned and capitalized on the way. Like if I'm a major company who employs these people, I'm like, look at this person. Look at this person at the Grammy red carpet. This person works with Rihanna. This person was on college game day. This person did the intro for the college football national title game. I'm hyping the shit out of this. Yeah. I mean, they did talk about the Fendi thing briefly. And I mean, they did, you know, they did hype up the fact that Bianca and Becky did do the weigh in. Um, they did, yes. But I just still feel like um, when you look at who other places are asking for, and you know who these outlets are asking for it's not brock or ronda it's <laughs> it's it's the big e's of the world it's it's bianca it's sasha i mean even naomi just did hot 97 she just did the rosenberg podcast like a week ago and that's why i'm like they're not asking for those guys they're asking for these people because they're more marketable and i feel like that's what's missed right now and i mean again i'm sure if 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 you have this conversation online some people are going to go this person is more recognizable this person is more star but when we're talking about who's marketable right now and who you can put in commercials and people like oh who's that um it's it's those four people i just named i don't like using anecdotal evidence but um my dad does not watch wrestling like he does not watch wrestling at all but um, when he sees things I cover, he'll always ask, like, what is Sasha doing? There's a reason for that. <laughs> Again, uh, somebody mentioned that uh, AW did promote Swerve at the Grammys. I know they did a, like a little bit on, on social media. Maybe they did on, on television. I will fully admit sometimes I just like tune out commentary. So if, if they mentioned it, maybe I missed it. I still think they probably should have made a, a bigger deal out of it. I think they should make a bigger deal out of a lot of this stuff. Going back yeah. to, to Hit Row, it's like the, they were something different. They could have been something a lot more on the main roster. I I said it when they were released. I don't think they were ever going to get a chance on the main roster. And 
they didn't because Vince McMahon just he doesn't understand that he will use he will use black culture if it benefits a white person in WWE, but he will not do it if it benefits black people. And oh, I've been ready to have this conversation <laughs> for a very, very long time because that is one of the reasons I have always resented John Cena because I feel like I'm a black fair. wrestler would have never gotten to the heights that he got with a rap gimmick ever. Yeah, I mean that that was going to be my example of look at John Cena. He he had this gimmick, which it worked for him. It took him to a different level, but. If it, if this was part, look what they did with a similar thing to our truth. It was treated as almost like a comedy gimmick. All right, like it just it wasn't that. It wasn't what John Cena was. That's no. for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, when you look at Hit Row, I mean, I think one of the funniest quotes we got when Swerve was on Grapsity is when I was saying, "Man, look, they just did Rolling Loud." You would think when they went to Rolling Loud, they would go, "Hey, we got this rap group that had that's their whole gimmick on NXT." Hey, why don't we bring these guys and have them at, at 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 Rolling Loud? Why don't we use guys that are actually marketable to that crowd? Nope, we got Otis. <laughs> Street Profits, I, I think Street Profits like were there because Bianca was wrestling and they were they, there. They, were... they they wrestled uh they wrestled uh Otis and oh okay so Gable, so right uh maybe so this is where the Rolling Loud thing uh kind of gets me is because that was the show that took place in Cleveland. So we were actually watching like a six-man tag that I guess never made television uh, while the Rolling Loud matches were going on. So I had no recollection of like how Rolling, like how that was presented on television. Yeah, uh, I Bianca know like was it, Bianca was there too, right? Yeah, I remember Bianca wrestled Carmelo because they showed highlights of yep. that. But when in the arena, they did not show highlights of Street Profits against Otis and, and Gable. And look, I didn't go back to watch this show okay uh but yeah, i remember it looked like the rolling loud fans couldn't see at all with everything it's like they just kind of reacted after bianca won and stuff that was another thing where it's like you're at rolling loud this seems like a big opportunity to like really do something and it's been less than a year now i don't even think that whole presence was like memorable like a week later that they were like actually at rolling loud and this is just almost a WWE issue is like, I don't think they understand how to capitalize on a lot of this stuff, despite the fact that they love doing this shit, but they, they are about creating moments and not creating like a follow-up at all. I think wrestling at large still sees itself as something that caters to a white audience. And I think that that is, that is the crux of this entire problem. I think that they try to make um, inroads with black fans every now and then, but they don't realize how large of a fan base there is <laughs> in in both you know the black community and the hip hop community. There's so many rap fans that are are wrestling fans, and I think that they could capitalize on that if they really tried, but they don't. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, when you look at the Rolling Loud crowd, like I know Wale was there. Wale helped introduce them. But it's just, again, there are so many rappers that you could go and, hey, go, hey, help us with this. We're not we're we're not in with that crowd. Help us with this. And I mean, that was the same thing Westside Gun was saying all that time. He was saying, like, look, I go to all your shows. I'm front row all the time. Why am I not invited in? And then when you bring them in, you use them for that Harlan thing. And I know him and Harlan are friends. That's cool, but there's no reason why Westside shouldn't have been doing something with a wrestler on the main roster. I mean, come on, man. It just, and I mean, even we can get into the, even if you're not going to, I'm not saying it had to be a black wrestler, but we can get into the fact that one of his favorite wrestlers, Finn Balor, and you've got him doing a thing with Harlan. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, again, a lot of WWE, what they do doesn't make sense. Uh, someone said that description, I'm sure WWE understand the pale black talent. Well, it's what they push Lashley, New Day, and Bianca. It's not that they don't like understand what they have and how they can use them on WWE television. It's that they don't understand that all of them could be bigger just outside of WWE and how they can capitalize on this to bring in just more of an audience. Like Lashley, they're, they're doing well. He's pushed well. Um, I it yeah. took them long enough to finally realize what they had with Lashley. But let's go to Hurt Business and how, yeah. like, this is one of the hottest acts they have in the company. 
and then they break him up and then they have no idea what to do with it. Hurt Business, another one. You guys see Hurt Business just walk in some red carpets in their suits and everything? Just like, you know, they're like, hey, we're Hurt Business. We're here to we're here to protect people if they need protection. We're here to just, you know, look nice and, and scout people and whatnot. We're always looking at MVP as a talk. MVP does uh, stuff with the rap community and everything as well, too. Like, you're telling me they couldn't have done more with Hurt Business on an outside WWE level? Yeah, and I mean, look, when you say that they understand the appeal of black wrestlers, yes and no. Um, they they do when it fits their agenda. Of course, they see the appeal of Bobby Lashley. He's 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 one of their guys. He's a big, muscular guy. He's done MMA. He fits their aesthetic. Um, to a, to a certain degree, Bianca does too. And that's not a knock on either of them. Um, but they usually have like two two stereotypical black wrestlers that they try to push. Either it's the big muscle guy or it's the super uber athletic guy. Um, they don't really try to do anything outside of that. And again, if you're telling me they see the appeal of black wrestlers, how long has Ricochet been there? Like, what what are they doing with Ricochet? Like, it, just, it doesn't make any sense. Come on. It just, and, and I mean, I'm sure, again, every time you mention these things, somebody will always come up with an example. There's always one or two examples. But my point is they don't do nearly enough. New Day, people are saying New Day, they've been together forever. I don't think they've done, and they've actually done well with New Day because New Day are just all three individually and collectively are just brilliant minds if, if for wrestling. I, mm, done. I would say they haven't done enough with New Day. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Like They've actually, like on, on, the, on the scale, uh, grading on a curve here, they've done well with New Day. New Day, though, when it comes to just like commercial appeal, with them when it comes to like comic book comic book nerd appeal sorry uh like when it comes to like that kind of stuff you're telling me they could not have done more with new day like the video game stuff up up down down the the whole way they like nuked that project when new day was uh you know kofi and biggie were on that all the time and i know i know woods had uh every like the party guys and they they departed and everything but like just that culture in general, the video game culture, the comic book culture, there was such crossover appeal with New Day. And I know like they had a comic that wasn't promoted that you wouldn't have known about. Up, up, down, down. They never really promoted that on there. Yeah, WWE does not promote Attack of, Attack of the Show and G4 when it comes to, to New Day. All three of these guys, individually and as a group, so much crossover appeal in different cultures and different worlds and just nothing when it comes to what WWE actually promotes. Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods is just, he's the third New Day guy. And I think when it comes to just his appeal outside of WWE, he does the most. This man yeah. is doing the most when it comes to like conventions and everything. And WWE suppresses that to a pretty big extent because they don't promote that shit at all. Yeah, I think when you mention somebody like New Day and go, okay, well, Here's an example. I don't feel like that's a good example because um, New Day succeeded in spite of them. They did not want, they were never intended to succeed at first. Um, they were put in a gimmick that shouldn't have worked and they made it work. Um, all of the stuff that they do that is basically their inside jokes that has gotten over, that's not stuff that WWE had planned for them. Look at, perfect example, the stuff that Woods is doing right now, the backwood stuff, they don't know what. WWE doesn't know what Backwoods is in reference to. They don't know what he's doing. When he was coming out and making jokes about cuffing season, they don't know what he's talking about. He's doing all of that on his own. Um, and and that's, the, that's most of it. I mean, even when you look at Kofi Mania, Kofi Mania happened in spite of them. That wasn't the plan. Um, a lot of the stuff that they've done and gotten over, it was in spite of them. Even when... when Look at when they were at their hottest, when they had their year-long reign as champions. Did they have a WrestleMania match? No. They had that match where they had to do the... They Didn't they lose to the League of, of Nations? Oh, and then fuck. And then Rock and those guys came out, and then it was Stunner Party and all of that? No. you Again, they don't use them to their full potential at all. And I mean, when you look at them right now, there was a point where when E was champion... And Woods was King of Ring. I was like, all right, well, usually when someone wins King of the Ring, don't they then move on to something bigger as a singles competitor? 
why aren't you pushing Woods to be an IC champion? Why aren't you making him a contender to anything else? Why is he still stuck in the tag division? And I mean, I don't want to phrase it that way because I know he enjoys tag team wrestling. But again, when you look at the standard that has been set for everybody else that wins the King of the Ring tournament, they haven't done that for Woods. They gave him the token King of the uh, Ring because he pushed for it for so long. And he tried his damnedest with it. And they they got a mini feud with Roman because Roman and Big E were, were set for Survivor Series. He got a match against Roman. I am, I'm fairly certain it ended in some type of like DQ or some nonsense, some schmoz. Was that the one where he got embarrassed and E smashed his, his crown? Maybe. I My memory is very bad on this stuff, but... But I, I don't think he ever got like a title match or no. a clean finish when it comes to, to Roman. And even if he did, and this is a, a whole different argument, but a match with Roman just doesn't elevate you to the next level. If by the next week, you're just back where you were. Roman will have a great match with anybody and it'll seem like he's a big star, the, the person he's wrestling. But then if you're just back to where you were, then the Roman match and feud really did nothing for I you. Mean, and, if 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 we're really getting into weeds, <laughs> um, when's the last time a Roman match has done anything for anyone? Well, that that's that's what I'm saying is Roman will have these great programs and great matches. I've enjoyed Roman's work, but yeah, if it doesn't do anything for anyone because once it's over, it's like okay, back to where you were. And so that yeah. ain't like that ain't fully Roman's fault. It's it's not his fault that, hey, I want to work with this person. Let's let's have this great match. And then they just slot them right back to where they no, were. No, and look, that's not shade of Roman. I just have been on this kick for a while that Roman is not a very good heel because he doesn't really elevate anyone. Everybody that loses to him just kind of goes away and disappears in obscurity. And, I mean, that's, that's fair. That's a fair criticism of his booking because I have – a very similar criticism. I, I, had, I had this argument. I know I'm known as the Rollins guy because I had this argument a long time ago where I was like, Rollins is a better heel than him because Rollins actually propels a lot of guys up the card after their feud with him. And somebody strongly disagreed with me. And I was like, but name me somebody that Roman has had a feud with over the last year that it benefited them. Um, I'm trying to think who... A lot of these Roman feuds, I can't even remember who actually feuded. I mean, Cena, Cena left. Uh, who else was Biggie Cesaro? Yeah, it didn't benefit Cesaro. <laughs> did all. not benefit King Kevin Owens afterwards. No, I don't remember what Owens did afterwards. It's again, it's a fair criticism because I've had the the same criticism. Like, I love the work he does. I think it's great, but then. Nobody comes out of it looking stronger because they lose and then they're just slotted right back down. Not always his fault. They yeah. should actually do more. All right, people are saying Jay Uso. Yes, it benefited Jay Uso because Jay just remained tied with Roman. Like that's Jay, and, how and, it benefited him. And, and that kind of fits my point because that was over a year ago. That was all the way at the beginning of his reign. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, really, and I mean, I won't, I won't keep going with this. But I was about to say, you can get into an argument of how much it benefited Jay. But I won't do that. <laughs> oh, now he he holds all the undisputed tag team championships. He, he does, but that's because he's standing next to Roman. Yeah. Uh, someone said street profits, and I don't know if they if it was just a general thing of where it benefited uh, Montez Ford. He had the match with Roman. It's like Montez Ford, single star, single star, single star. And it's like man, I feel bad. Where for are the street profits right now? <laughs> I feel bad for Angelo Dawkins because it just feels like everybody's just like, well, Montez is the guy, and he's just kind of standing next to Montez. Like Angelo's great, man. Like yes, and I, I don't know. I think the street profits are another one. I mean. You can make the case that the Street Profits are possibly the most successful tag team to come up from NXT. Um, but I feel like right now, I just don't know where they are. I don't know what they want to do with them. They just seem like they're in limbo. I mean, they're they're just there until they need somebody for the Usos to beat with the tag team now. Oh. Because that, that's all they do with tag teams. They just cycle them in and out of title programs. And if you're not in the title pro program you're not really doing anything. But but speaking of like the Street Profits and in crossover appeal, I listened to 
probably more Angelo Dawkins interview than, than people may suspect because he's all over talking about like college football and stuff. Like he, he rides for Ohio state um, and he's always talking about NFL football and everything. Like he's yeah. on a bunch of different like sports podcasts talking about like not WWE stuff. Of course he's promoting WWE, but that guy is, is someone who does like great work outside of the WWE promotion machine. And you don't know about it because they don't mention a lot of, this stuff and i'm like like the miz the miz will talk about like cleveland all the time and whatnot and you know the miz got to represent cleveland at the draft and everything like dawkins does he's not going to the draft or anything but he does a lot of promotion when it comes to wwe uh in like the sports world and you just don't know about it unless you're, you're someone like me who just like searches this stuff out and montez i mean Everyone believes he's going to be a huge star. I'm with everyone in that belief until I remember what <laughs> WWE does in this situation. And that's why I am very much very pumping my own brakes on the Montez Ford stuff, because I feel like I've been hearing Montez is going to be a single star for like three years now. Yeah. And he's right where he's always been. Yeah. And I mean, look, I mean, I, I think you're right. Other than the fact that, you know, Angelo is shamefully a Lakers fan, you know, um, <laughs> but no, you're right. And it was the same thing with AJ Francis, where it was like AJ is other places promoting the company. And, you know, he's known in the sports world. People want to still embrace him. And again, like there are not a lot of other other entities that want to embrace wrestlers, man. It's not like it was in the 90s. And if you want to get back to that, which, you know, we can have the debate on whether we'll ever get back to that. But I think the closest you're going to get to that is in a lot of these black talent that is seen and wanted and and, and in demand other places. Yeah, 100 percent. And Leo Leo's another one where they, they could have done more when it came to like his music and stuff. They, they can do a lot of that when it when it comes to, to music and everything. AJ Francis is a good point because he was everywhere. He was on the Hidden Treasure show. He was doing that before he was even like on WWE television. And I think Hit Row should have been a much bigger deal. The fact that like Hit Row's run was legitimately on the main roster for like two weeks and just overall was just a couple of months and yet they're still talked about like they were one of the greatest factions in NSE history is kind of telling of how much they accomplished in a short little time and how much everyone thinks that they missed the boat on hit row. And I've, I've said enough about swerve and how much I, I think of how highly I think of him and how he should be this huge, huge star, huge crossover talent. Uh, but even just as a group, that group should have meant a lot more. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I thought that they left NXT way too early. I thought that, uh, I thought that Swerve didn't really have a great North American title reign. Um, and I, I, I thought that they never really ascended out of looking like an entourage for him. Like, they yeah. never made a, a push for the tag titles or other things. Um, I know that BFAB was still fairly new, but she didn't have a lot of women matches. Like, it wasn't like they really prepped them. Like, they didn't have the run as a stable that they needed before they moved up. And I felt like that was the big mistake right away. And so once they moved up, it was like, okay, there's only so far you can go with this. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of super chats. Uh, Graham B says, Puss Ronda is a bot. Pass it on. Could be. Sometimes sounds Maybe. like Maybe. Um, so Jizzle says, Sasha versus Charlotte or Ronda or versus Ronda would have been bigger. I mean, Yeah, if it would have been a triple threat match, it would have been a bigger deal. And that WrestleMania match wasn't good either. I thought it the I quit not. match was fine. The, the Ronda-Charlotte WrestleMania match was... It was boring. Yeah, just no one cared. No one, no one wants to like Ronda, and then no one likes Charlotte. So, well, what do we do? Charlotte, Charlotte is doing about as good as she can with that feud because Charlotte's a good a good heel. But the problem is, if you're gonna have Charlotte running heel, I mean heel, you need somebody likable going against her. And if 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 Charlotte's a big heel, and you're telling me root for Ronda. No, I'm not as interested in rooting for for Ronda, man. Like, I, it's so clear to me that Ronda should be a heel. I just don't get why they want her to be a babyface, but because they have no idea what they're doing when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Like, I don't think Sasha is the best babyface in the world. Uh, I think she can be, but sometimes she still just leans too much into like heel tendencies when it comes to some of her promos uh, against Charlotte. I have no doubt she could have pulled off an easy babyface. Uh, 
she could have easily pulled off that character and made that match with Charlotte actual likable and, and like yeah. so having a rooting interest in this match was like okay I'm behind Sasha 100% I was behind neither Charlotte nor Ronda because I'm just like I don't want to see either of them on I, the television I, I just didn't care yeah. about it because it just felt like a foregone conclusion that Ronda would eventually be champion it just felt like it didn't matter um, but to your point, I think people would have cared if it was Sasha because you have all this baked in history between Sasha and Charlotte. Um, and that's, and that's where I think Sasha would have made it the baby face connection much better than Rhonda did. But even with just with me personally, cause again, I have not always liked her, her baby face work. Yeah, I can agree with that. I just think that, you know, so many fans would have wanted to finally see her finally get her WrestleMania win. Yeah. And if anybody to beat at WrestleMania, it felt like it was fitting that it would have been charlotte because they had that long feud where they hot potatoed the title exactly and that's i think would have been a big point of the storyline of like okay i'm rooting for sasha because i've seen this charlotte story a million times let me see this sasha story and her finally getting her yeah, main and, moment. And, and look i don't know of any wrestler that is possibly more protected at wrestlemania than charlotte flair i mean when i when i saw her pin ronda at charlotte i was at, at many i was like <laughs> They they will just let her pin anybody at this, at this <laughs> event. I just this is crazy. So I think going into it, you would have had enough people that believed Charlotte would win that there would have been a a real energy behind people rooting for Sasha to win it. Yeah. Uh, so Giselle says only thing MMA fans hate more than Ronda is WWE. It's kind of true. True, yeah. Uh, our pal Kate says, Austin, Punk, Sasha, Naomi, Phil, Jeremy, all are right. Love you guys. Happy Monday. Hope you're doing well, Kate. Thank you. Appreciate it, Kate. Going on, Kate. All right. Um, anything else, Phil? I, I don't have too much more to say about this stuff outside of like, I wish WWE would recognize just the crossover appeal and the star appeal that they have in, in many of their black talents, and instead of not pushing that as, as the crossover like actually doing something with that instead of just like hey we got their title we gave them their title they're kind of featured on television it's great but and it's good that they do that in general just it's good that you know bianca belair is champion i don't want it to feel one i don't want to feel token two if you have the talent and you have these people that have this much crossover appeal and this goes up and down the roster, but I think it's more prevalent with black talent for, for the reason I mentioned is that they will use it for the white culture, but not as much for their own culture. I wish they would do more for it because they've got guys like Big E, like Xavier. They've got women like Bianca, used to have Sasha, who have this mass market appeal that they're just like, you guys are wrestlers. Here's your title. Be happy about it. Yeah. Um yeah, and I mean, you can go so many places with the fact that they will use black culture for white wrestlers. I mean, how many how many white wrestlers have rap themes? I mean, <laughs> I mean, and that's not to say that that that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, in a sense that, um, you know, our culture is used a lot um, in wrestling, but it isn't used to benefit black wrestlers like it should. Um, and man, I I know that some people will look at the article for Bleacher. As, hey, that's just a that is a striking headline. But I fully believe that that headline is true. I fully believe the future of pro wrestling is is in black women. I feel like when you look at most of the black women that have risen over the last three or four years, they're the biggest stars in their company. Look at Jade right now, man. Like it, it, the the future of, the, of this of this sport is black women, man, and I feel like the companies need to pay attention to that, man. They need to start marketing them and showcasing them um, because they are the ones that other outlets are going to want. I mean, they're they're the ones that outlets right now already want. I mean, we've yes. talked about it with Sasha and, and Naomi, and Jade is a, another great example of like I see her pop up like everywhere on different appearances, and they, I think it's just starting for her. I think yes. that's only going to grow, and I hope AEW realizes what they have with her. I hope WWE does a better job of realizing what they have with a lot of different black talents on their roster. I hope Sasha and Naomi can spark some type of change when it comes to that. Based on the history and everything we know about how WWE works and the wrestling industry in general, I'm not getting my hopes too high 
because this 76 year old white man just doesn't understand <laughs> what what's happening here. The, the, the thing that I will say I appreciate was what they're doing with Jade right now is that it's not just presentation, star power. They actually let her win. And I feel like they never allowed Sasha to do what Jade is doing right now. Just go on a dominant run where she is just unbeaten. Well, you got a 50-50, everybody in WWE. They don't yeah. unbeaten just... Yeah, I I mean, remember, I'm sure there was somebody who was like unbeaten, but even then it feels like it was just like, ah, just some meaningless victories. And then they ended up losing. Yeah. And, and look, I don't want to turn that into a WWE versus AEW thing, but I, I just said that that's what I appreciate about Jade at the moment, that they're actually booking her as a dominant champion. And I feel like Sasha never got that. None of her reigns were really meaningful. All of them were pretty much forgettable. And that that's again devil's advocate here. That is a big problem in WWE in general when it comes to title reigns because Charlotte's held that belt about 15 different times and I can't tell you any of her reigns. They're they all just kind of like blend together for me. They're just yeah. not good at booking title reigns, period. Like Yeah, period. and I mean, I think Charlotte if I had to pick one, like I feel like when she was initially like a babyface champion, a SmackDown women's champion, I felt I feel like that's a memorable reign. Like the, the Raw Women's Championship reign when she first started, that's a memorable one at least. But there, you're right. The last year or so, it's been all, hey, here's the belt for a few weeks. Here's somebody else. They're, they're just not great at booking title reigns unless unless it's Roman now or Brock. But kind of they did well with Lashley's first run. Yeah, I, mean, like, Becky, I actually Becky thought they reign. did well. Yeah, Becky's reign was good. Yeah, and Becky they've actually they've done well with as well. But a lot of these runs they're just they're not good at. It doesn't matter who it is. They're just they're just bad at booking. And I mean, we don't want to get started on the mid card and WWE titles because or tag team titles because none of those fucking matter. All right, none of those matter. Um, Phil, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, go ahead and plug anything you would like to plug. Um course you can read that article that we talked about on bleach report i'm sure i will have more articles this week going up for bleach report um uh, watch grapsity every saturday at noon eastern with me will washington righteous reg um i think we're recording an episode this weekend we're gonna be in <laughs> vegas i don't are all y'all gonna be in vegas yes oh man so yeah i'm not gonna no. be there but i, I wish y'all <laughs> i wish y'all have a good time yeah, so I don't know. I, I think we've got other things planned over the weekend. So even if we don't record an episode, we're recording something this weekend. Um, I, I know we're recording something in the middle of the week that haven't, you know, talked about yet. So stay tuned. Car Since people are bringing them up in the chat, Carmelo Hayes, I apologize that you just plugged everything. Now we're going to talk a little bit longer. Uh, Carmelo Hayes is another guy who probably should be like can't miss crossover appeal type of guy. I got no faith they're going to do anything oh, with Carmelo Hayes. My biggest gripe coming out of the gate with NXT 2.0 is that Carmelo Hayes was the breakout tournament winner. He had the contract, and on the on the season premiere of NXT 2.0, you've got all of this. You've got the Wale theme, again, using our culture for all of this stuff. And I was like, okay, why isn't he in the Fatal 4-Way for the main title? Why did you put Von Wagner in that match and... Who cares about Von Wagner? I thought straight away that Carmelo should have won the title. But, and that's not to say he didn't have a great reign as North American ch champion. I thought that he was one of the most interesting guys on the show for a long time. But I just, right away, I was like, why is he not champion? Why is he not NXT champion? I mean, I thought they messed that whole thing up just by going back to Ciampa and everything right off the bat but i'm with you when it comes to carmelo he at least should have been in the match and at least he did get the the north american title he had a good run he's regularly featured on the show which is good um the the, the segment with him and bivens that's a guy again how do you miss the boat on, on malcolm bivens with everything he could have he could have done with, with crossover appeal they'll, they'll push dolph ziggler and his stupid comedy shows all all the damn time Bivens does a comedy show. It gets released the week of it. Um, but that, that's another guy. They could have done a lot more with Bivens. But Carmelo, they've done well with him. I have no faith that it continues when it comes to uh, when it comes to. Yeah. He, he the, seems like an HBK roster. guy. So I'm not surprised that they like him on NXT. Yeah, he 100% is. Yeah. Once you get outside of NXT's walls, it's always a different 
It's always a different beast. Because again, Sasha was great on NXT. Um, she had a great reign as NXT champion, but once you get on that main roster, and that's not to say that she wasn't given plenty of accolades, but I feel like uh, some of them were empty because it's like they never fully invested in her. I don't feel like. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. And, and Phil, again, thank you for, for joining me today. Guys, we appreciate the, the support. Uh, we, we got daily content here every single day on FightfulOverbook.com. Tomorrow is Grappy Hour with Joel Pearl and Lily. Uh, Thursday, Will Washington, who also hosts Grappy. I don't know if he's doing Day After Dynamite since I... Do you know when Will's going to Vegas? You're supposed to know these things, Phil. Guys, um, do, guys do a show every week. I just assume you know his entire schedule. Um, I think he gets back that morning. Okay. I'm not sure... Yeah, he does get back. He gets back Thursday morning. Okay. Well, maybe there will be a day after Dynamite on Thursday. Will will message me at like an hour before the show. (laughs) He's like, hey, can I do this now? I was like, Will, you can do whatever you want. All right. Just, I appreciate the heads up. Just, just let me know. You can do whatever you want though, Will. Maybe Uh, you're getting day after Dynamite. Maybe you're getting Rhapsody. You're getting something. (laughs) I don't know, man, but I don't know. And by the way, because I just saw my my shirt in the the camera. Rest in peace to Hana Kimura. Um, Her memorial show was today on fight um you you can still watch that as the replay um be kind to people online people stop stop being nasty to people yes uh 100 and i do like your shirt uh yes uh you can check out the hannah kamora show it is it is on fight everyone go watch that from what i saw on clips it looked very good and it'd be nice to everybody online don't take twitter too serious and don't if you see something you disagree with honestly just move on it's not worth it to to fight and get in dumb arguments just because someone stepped and smudged your puma. All right, everybody. All right. Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, thanks for hanging out with us. Talk to y'all later on. Bye everyone.